Hi, I'm Sherry from A Quilting Life, and welcome to the Quilting Life podcast. And I'm Chelsea Stratton from Chelsea Stratton Designs. (laughs) (laughs) We're so grateful to be here with you. We are taping this episode. It's going to air on Monday, January 18th, 2021. And we're taping it a little bit early, but after the last episode, so we've had a lot of fun reading all of the comments from the the New Year's Goals podcast. That yeah, so many good, so much good feedback from that one, and yeah, I just I still can't believe it's twenty twenty one. Is that just so weird? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So thank you so much for all of those kind comments and emails, and and we just really appreciate it. We will start off and talk about the quilts. Today I'm sharing two quilts, and the quilt on the wall is Vintage Charm, and it's really kind of a favorite of mine. It's made with our Harper's Garden fabrics, and it's an Ohio star block inside of a kind of a chain block, and I use two different fabrics in each block, and I just really, really love this one. On the table is my Quilting Life. I believe this is the 2019 block of the month that I did on the blog. Yeah, so it's all half square triangle blocks in 25 different patterns. And I used a lot of our fabric collections for this one. I I can't say that I used all of them up until that point, but maybe I did. Maybe I got something from everything in there. And it has a border and a binding from our Summer Sweet collection and a really fun little tone-on-tone floral sashing from our Harper's Garden collection. So I love when you do that, when you make the sashing something that's a little bit busier, but not too distracting, like because you have like the tone-on-tone for the background for the blocks and it just kind of gives you something else to look at. Yeah. But yeah, I was going to say this kind of shows how well our collections um, play together. Yes, for sure. And I will note, guys, I love the one on the wall. Uh, One of my favorites as well. So it really shows off all of the fabrics nicely from that fabric collection. I love that one. It's been on a ladder in my sewing room and I thought, oh, I need to yeah, switch it out ever. periodically. And it, so I thought, oh, I'll get it off the ladder today and put it in here. Let, yeah. it, let it hang out and get some of the wrinkles. Let it out. hang out. Let it hang <laughs> let out it with hang us out guys. In the podcast room. <laughs> so It's so blessed to hang out with us. <laughs> yeah. So, and then I just wanted to share also, I have Oh, that's cute. Quilting Life Life Block of the Month 2021 has now released. This is the January block, and it's super cute. I'm making my quilt in Happy Days fabric. And so this pattern is now available for free on the blog. You can download the PDF. Okay, thank you for reminding me, because remember, one of my goals was to start a block of the month. Oh, yeah. And I'm doing one other one, Um, but... I think I want to do this one too. That block is so, so cute. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I have to make a comment about the goals too. I Yesterday. Oh, no. So yesterday I actually was working late and Mother. it was just a crazy day, but I knew that we were probably going to go to Costco today, which we did. And we only go once a month at the most. So I just thought I'll get Tuesday's work done as well. And... I had a question I wanted some feedback on, and so I texted my quilter, one of my quilters. I have 
you know, the three that I use most frequently. But I texted Marion and had her look at a design I was doing. And she texted me right back and she's like, it's past 4.30. What are you doing? <laughs> and I thought it was so funny because, oh my goodness. you know, that was one of my goals was to be done at 4.30. And she caught on real quickly because she had listened to the podcast. I can picture <laughs> her saying that. Like, so, I can almost hear her. That's what I love yeah, about her. Is uh, yeah. She gives the best advice, first of all. Yes. <laughs> so I hurried and explained to her that hey, I'm going to take most of the day off tomorrow, so I'm working a little late today. So, But I really appreciated her reminder. Yeah. That was awesome. I feel like Marion is like my second mom. Like, I just, <laughs> so, I love her. And if you're listening, Marion, then hopefully that's not creepy or anything. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, oh, and then one more thing I wanted to talk about before we get started. This beautiful, and we'll pop up a picture. Yes. Uh, uh, I should have brought mine. Yeah. Natalie and Joel Crabtree are a husband and wife team. They're graphic designers, and Natalie's an amazing quilter and designer herself. And they help us with some graphic design with some of our patterns and, and some of the writing and diagrams. They, they're just wonderful. They're wonderful but, people. Yes. Our couple. <laughs> so she sent us these beautiful little pin cushions for Christmas, and... I have a picture of them together. That This is mine, but Chelsea's is a little blue. But they're in these crystal salt cellar dishes and just beautiful. And they made them with our fabric. Yeah. And I have a link. I'll link to the Etsy shop. I believe it's a friend of Natalie's who made them. So it's stortsmarket.etsy.com. But I'll put a link. And she sells these. You can... You can buy these little pin cushions. I'm going to like start a collection of these. They're, they're, it's beautiful. And they're different. Like mine is a different size than mom's. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're so cute. They're yeah. super cute. I was And I was really like pleasantly surprised. I was not expecting that. That was super sweet of yeah. her to yeah. send us something. So I had to share that. It was... <laughs> and the little the little pin yeah. uh, with the crystals on it, I think is is so cute too. Yes. And funny story, when we got in here setting up for the podcast, mom's like, where's the pin? And I'm like, oh my goodness, if I step on it, I'm going to be so mad. And Billy came over and he was looking and then literally you looked down at the floor. I found it. And she found it. Yes. There is nothing that brings me more anxiety than knowing that I'm missing a pin. Yes. And I'm like, please don't let me step on it. Yes. So, okay. So we actually had a couple of great questions this week that came in for Billy. A so a lot of good. Yeah. Well, yeah uh, really good but questions for Billy. And then a lot of great questions, questions overall. Questions in general. Yeah. Yeah. We probably won't get anywhere near finishing all yeah. of these. So we'll just roll them over into the next podcast. Right. The ones we don't get to. Yeah. Okay. So just one note, the the questions that Billy's going to answer, the technical questions about podcast and how to find the notes and everything, we decided that might be better at the end of the podcast. So we're going to just jump in with our, our questions first and, and stay tuned until the end if you're looking for that information that, that Billy's going to share. Okay. Are you ready to get started? I'm ready. So many good questions. I know. I've just been like going over them and yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Okay. Number one, number one then. Well, it's actually number two. Number two. (laughs) Right. So how did you manage your stash before you were fabric designers? 
with such lovely curated fabric collections. Much of my stash is so varied and not coordinated, or I don't love it anymore as my tastes have changed since I started quilting and fabric stashing. Uh, but I feel to somehow need to somehow use what I have, and I can't, you know, nobody wants to afford to start over with their stash. Please help. So any thoughts on this one to get us going? Yeah, I'm going to go first just because I feel like my answer is shorter because okay. my my journey really started with fabric design. Like I started quilting right after, not that I didn't, uh, that I hadn't sewn before mm-hmm. or anything. And I actually think I had some fabrics, but not enough to really like curate and go over like, you know, how I was best going to organize my stash. And right. so mine really came later. Like it just came after right. the fact and- so I feel right. like you're going to have like a really great well uh, examples of. No, I feel like before you were quilting, you did kind of sometimes come over and I would give you bundles. Oh, yes. Remember you would. Of course. And and I think you were just using them to decorate on your shelf. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Well, yeah. And like the bundles. Well, and even after that, because that with the fabric design, I didn't start really, really getting into quilting like right after, but I became like even, and I, like you said, I loved going through your fabrics and, uh, taking some, uh, with permission. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't even open bundles for a very long time. I just like kept them on a shelf and collected them. And it was very hard for me to dive into those. Yeah. I I was just going to mention one way that Chelsea did this and she maybe doesn't realize it, but one of your early quilts was that scrappy Christmas tree quilt. I think it's the Amy Smart tutorial. Yes. And you used a lot of non-Christmas fabric. Yes, In did. that quilt. So there's something you can do with, yeah. in a, use it in a scrap quilt. Yeah. Things that maybe you've collected and you're not going to make a whole quilt out of it. You know, will it go in a scrap quilt? So that, yeah. that's going to be idea number one. And I feel like you did that. Yeah. And actually what's great about that pattern is uh, you can find it on Amy Smart's, Smart's blog or she has an updated version. That's actually a pattern she sells too oh, I didn't know with uh, stars and stuff too. Right. But that one's so great because you can literally just sew as many of those tree blocks as you want and with your scraps, so you have extras that you want to use up, right? And keep them, you know, stored somewhere, and someday make a quilt out of them. I right. mean, yeah, I didn't even know how many blocks I was going to make, and I just kind of laid it out as I went. So, right, yeah, yeah. No, I had, I did have a few thoughts about this question. You know, I had some fabrics that I collected that, uh, uh so one thing is if it's a holiday print store it by holiday. So if you have a lot of red, white, and blue fabrics or a lot of Christmas fabrics or Valentine's Day, I do keep all of those together and feel like I can do scrappy projects, mixed collections, and those aren't really in part of my main stash. But everything else I really do sort by color. And I would really just suggest that if there are tones or shades or colors that you don't like anymore just donate it yeah you know really just if you love the print or you love the color keep it and if not there there are so many people doing charity quilts and quilts that they need fabric and so I feel like it's not going to go to waste if you can donate it to a quilt guild or yeah 
something like that. And then, yeah, if you're going to keep it, because that's my biggest advice is just sorting your scraps by color. That's what, that's what I would have to say to this. So yeah, then just keep that and store it by color if it's not holiday or not, you know, holiday oriented. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if there's something that you love, keep it by itself. If you want, if you have a bundle or some fat quarters or. Keep that together if you know you want to make one project with just that. Yeah. Store it separately. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, the next one I feel like is I can answer it pretty quickly. Any suggestions on finding a good long long armor? And I have truly, truly been blessed in this category. I feel like, so the first person who ever quilted one of my quilts owned a quilt shop in Las Vegas and I was so blessed to have her Andrea Marquez from the Christmas Goose she my quilting wasn't very good then she never made fun of it or complained and she did just a beautiful she's a free motion quilter and she did beautiful work I was so blessed and then I Another person that I found really early on was Judy Madsen of Green Fairy Quilts and she's oh, in St. Yeah. George she did some of my early quilts and I was so blessed to have found her. And, uh, then I, Abby Latimer quilted several of my quilts and I found her, she just emailed me actually. And when she was first getting started and that was a blessing. And then uh, you know, now I have basically three people who do almost all of my quilting. It's Marion and Val, and then my friend Gail, who lives really close to me, yeah, does. Uh, so th- between those three, I'm so blessed. But what I would say is the first time you take something to someone, or well, for one thing, ask your friends. If you yeah. see something that they have and, the, and you like the quilting, ask who they used and use that person. But I would also suggest maybe just taking a smaller project to them first and see if you're happy with it. With the quilting. Yeah. yeah. And then also I feel like part of it is just being really clear and communicating what you want. If you don't want a darker colored thread than your background fabric, just communicate that with them. Maybe, yeah. maybe even put it in writing so they have kind of your thoughts, uh, what you're thinking of. That can be really helpful. That's so. really important advice because that's like... I'm like messaging my quilters like constantly and they're sending back, you know you know Brooke from right. Lady Bell Fabric oh, her yeah. and I will just she'll send me hey these are the designs that I was thinking and that's really great and Marion is just awesome at picking something she has a real vision for yeah you know the quilt that you give her which is so creative of her and yeah uh but yeah yeah we've we've been very blessed yeah and so. Caitlin too of oh, not Caitlin. Thre- Kate- how can I not Caitlin. mention her oh yeah no Caitlin's amazing too we'll do the same thing she'll kind of give yeah. me a few suggestions and they're always great so it's like hard because I'm like yeah. oh no which one do I choose and she'll she always I really trust you know what you know she'll pick out too yeah. so yeah oh, I'm so glad you mentioned I feel her cause... really blessed with the quilters that we have it's yeah like a community yeah yeah. Oh, thank you for remembering Caitlin. I love her. So she just had a baby. So. I know. And I think that's why at first, cause so. I haven't, um, um, I haven't had her quilt anything recently just because I knew, uh, yeah. she was very, very busy and they just had their baby and, yeah. but yeah, this, yeah. I, I remember too, uh, there's a quilt shop in St. George quilted works 
And early on in my quilting, they got a long arm machine in their shop and started just taking customer quilts in their shop. And they would have coupons once in a while. And I took a lot of quilts there. And that was awesome. So that's another suggestion. Ask at your local quilt shop. There might be somebody in-house that comes in and quilts there. Yeah. So um, I feel like a lot of, you know, Christmas Goose in Las Vegas, I think Quiltique also might have someone who does quilting oh, awesome. in there. So and yeah, Caitlin check. did that in, at Quilted Works in yeah. St. George. And she that's quilted where, some of my early stuff yeah. work when she was working there. I think when she was even in high school. I know. Yeah. That's so crazy. So, okay. So time has like flown by. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's our tips on long arm quilting. Oh, this next one's so sweet. Okay. She says, enjoy your podcasts. You two always have something to offer. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> uh, discuss which you like better, pre-cuts or yardage, and how they are best used in quilting. And when I saw this question, I was like, oh, I can't choose because I love them both. But I mean, I feel like I am a pre-cut person, like especially with a uh, folktale. I just bought a bundle from you oh, because- yeah. I had used pre-cuts for a project and I love the entire line. I want the whole line to make a new project. And then right. using pre-cuts, you have scraps of every single fabric right. in the collection yeah. to make a new project to maybe accompany right. your project. And so I guess that's why I would say pre-cuts for that reason. You have more fabric choices. Right. So yeah. I feel like when I was starting in quilting, I, you know, I didn't have a huge budget for fabric. I had, oh, I'm trying to think like kids in high school, one in college, you know, and then it was like two in college and one in high school, one in middle school, you know, and you just don't have money for fabric when yeah. you are, <laughs> have kids that age. So I loved charm packs because you would get oh, yes. the whole collection and you could make a small project. And then if I really loved it, I could go splurge for yeah. You know, get a layer cake also or a jelly And charm roll. packs don't break the bank. They don't, right. You know. So I, and and plus they also save you time cutting, you know, uh, it can make your project more accurate if you don't have to cut out a lot of the pieces. So, but I do love yardage. So in fact, I was going to tell you, I I got a bolt of that folk tale that we can what? both use a for backing? backings. Yeah. What? So, Guys, yeah. mom so. coming through with the... <sighs> we both have loved that connect collection by Vanessa. Yeah, it's so. beautiful. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess you feel like you need them both. So, oh, just to kind of back, back up and kind of, if you find a collection that you love, get a pre-cut. And then what I would say is get a couple of one-yard pieces that you can use for border binding. Yes. Yeah. And if you really love it, get five yards for a backing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, yeah. So, but one yard cuts can usually be used for a border. Yeah. Unless it's a really big quilt. And if you know that you're making a really big quilt, get a couple yards yeah. for your border. But but yeah, definitely for yeah. bindings and if you need or stuff sashing for sashing posts. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. So. So both guys. <laughs> the answer is both. Uh, you got to start choosing more, Chelsea. You always, you oh. always, you always are like, I love everything. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. It's a good thing we have Billy here to call me out. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
when I'm yeah. in the neutral zone, guys, yeah. which is basically my life. So, so. so what did you say again? Pre-cuts, okay, so Billy. if you had to choose, it's pre-cuts. I right. would choose pre-cuts. I would too. This just brings because me I love so much anxiety quotes. to choose. <laughs> yeah. Billy's like, you must choose. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go to number six. I was wondering if you could share when do you start designing and sewing fall, Christmas, summer, 4th of July, et cetera, projects. Another way to look at this question is, how do you divide up your year? I'm and, so bad at this. Oh, and, well, and I think she went on to say, I didn't copy and paste it all, but I think she went on to say something like, you know, she's trying to sew Christmas and then all of a sudden Christmas is over and, and Valentine's Day is in two weeks. And yeah. So, yeah, so thoughts <laughs> or do you want me to go first mom you go you first, to go this first time. on this one i'm okay. intimidated by billy okay oh, <laughs> he's giving her the oh <laughs> okay no i'm not guys i'm just joking so okay so first of all oh and i also believe this writer also mentioned this it really helps to have christmas in july kind of yes things. so because i really do Think about it then. I try to always get a, a little jump start on my Christmas in July. Yeah. Okay. That being said, you kind of do want to sew with holiday fabric during that time. It's fun to sew with Christmas fabric yeah. during the Christmas season or fall fabric in the fall. And so I feel like I just sometimes don't give myself a deadline and I will yeah. sew with it during that season. And maybe I put it, maybe I get the Christmas quilt done three days after Christmas, but I have it ready for the next year. Yeah. So. I feel like you, ex exactly that, because like obviously Christmas in July is fun too, because there's right. a lot of, you know, promotion to sew things during that time as well. But yeah, you want to sew like in the moment. Right. And that's what I did this year. Right. I, with my fall quilts that I released, I that's when I was, you know, sewing that well. Marion quilt so the she's amazing. She pieced the one for me. The, the forest, forest drive. drive. But the pumpkin quilt, I really took like I've been I'm still taking my time. <laughs> but you wanna know what, guys? Because I'm still working on it, it'll hopefully be ready by next October. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go with the no deadline thing because <laughs> I basically I want to quilt what I want to quilt if it's not like right. a market thing, even with, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we have, uh, we don't know when our next collection is going to arrive, but it's probably going to be sometime this month, maybe. Yeah. And I hopefully, hope. <laughs> hopefully, or, or early or February, because we'll be sharing it sometime in March. So yeah. Uh, so when that comes, that's just going to take precedence over everything. Yeah. But so right now I am kind of trying to just do a whole bunch of things that I just want to do for fun yeah. because I know that that fabric. So I think, I feel like we kind of schedule our year around when we have collection sewing to do. Yeah, around the market releases. Yeah. But honestly, what's great about this time of year is, I mean, 4th of July, that's like really the biggest, like next big holiday, I guess you could say that you'd be sewing for. And normally I am sewing something patriotic or mm -hmm. red, white, and blue. So yeah, I mean, right now I'm just focused on when that other fabric gets here and yeah. Uh, yeah. I've actually just been making a bunch of table runners. I am actually taking them to Gail tomorrow, but, uh, because after I took down all my Christmas, I realized my house is so bare. I need, so I walked around. Did you feel that too? Yeah. I took down 
my, my tree was the last thing I took down and I was like, oh my goodness, I just feel empty inside right now. <laughs> like there's no cute Christmas pillows or quilts right. out. Like what is happening? And yeah, I had that right. urge too. I'm like, well, what could I make to right. fill my home with something new and bright, which is exciting right? because it makes you want to start something new for spring that's a right. little bit brighter. So I started by putting a few new quilts on the ladder and, oh, yeah. uh, but yeah, sorry, yeah. just went off on a tangent there, but so, you know. Yeah. So I think that kind of talks about how we divide up our year. To, yeah. Okay. So number seven is kind of oh, just you. for me, I guess. <laughs> um, so she said, you move this year. Any advice for moving a sewing room? We are moving across town this year. So Yes, I can answer this. I can tell she you what I can give didn't you advice. do and what I did do. Some of the things <laughs> were. So we actually, yeah, we sold our house in August of 2019 and moved into a rental just like four miles away. And so that was a crazy, hectic move. I had been out of town a lot that summer teaching and I'd actually been in Dallas 10 days at the quilt stock and restore retreats with Moda and Martingale and came home and had to start moving the next the next day that I got home so that was kind of a crazy move and I feel like I wasn't super prepared I gave a lot away so I, first thing I that I think is you should do if you're moving is get rid of stuff before the move, you know, donate it, take it to wherever. Yeah. Try to sort as much as possible before you move. You donated a lot. I a got lot. rid of a lot of fabric with that because I knew the rental we were moving into was smaller and I wouldn't have space for it. And I couldn't bear the thought of putting fabric in the garage yeah. or in this. Um, so another thing, but then we moved... We were only in the rental about six months before we moved into this house. And I, I did a much better job, but we were only moving a few blocks that time. Yeah, <laughs> so it really was only I just a would short load distance. up my car and take a few things over. And we took like a month to move in. So Yeah. Uh, but one thing, I just really label the boxes really well. And again, I donated more. Uh, do you remember I couldn't find my thread for a long time? Oh my goodness. It was like the last thing you unboxed. The last thing I unboxed. And the yeah. problem was I hadn't written thread on the outside of that box. So just label Yeah, labeling boxes. them. Get rid of what you can. Label. Donate it. I donated a whole bunch of quilts with the first move. Some of uh, my son, Billy's friends, came to help us and I made them take quilts for their wives and... <laughs> Uh, it was practical. They're like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and I had a, a neighbor who helped a lot and she took several quilts and I think I took some. So yeah, I think <sighs> I, I think I had you and Candace come yeah. over and, and look at everything first. Bef I had everything stacked up in the living room. Yeah. So, I took yeah. a couple. Donate, pare it down and label. So, <laughs> okay. Next question. All right. I'm going to read this one cause I feel okay. like I'm going to answer it first. Okay. It says, discuss block placement, your thought process in your final placement of blocks so that the final layout is pleasing to the eye. So I always feel when I start a quilt that I have a good idea of how I want them to go. And it's never in the end how it ends up ever. Really? And, well, yeah, because I, 
it just sometimes it it just changes. And so what I do, and I've talked about this before, is I lay out all the blocks how I originally had imagined, and I get up on a chair, and you probably do this too, and I take a picture because if I have a picture, I can see a, a better bird's eye view of everything. Right. So lay your blocks out, take a picture, and you literally, you'll immediately be able to, you know, see kind of what feels off, especially with, you know, I try to separate really like if we're using a navy or a dark gray, like you want to separate those. You want to give everything space with, it's a lot to do with color for me. So get up on a chair, take a picture. That's really going to help a lot in how you place your blocks. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and probably the same as you too. I, you know, we design a lot of our quilts on the computer using EQ software and yeah. I feel like the same way you can, I can try to put the colors how I think. And then it seems like when I make it, there's always something that gets moved or switched or. uh, Yeah. I used to be like so obsessed with, well, two of the same color can't be touching. But then if I replace that one, then the same designs are next to each other, like a fabric in it, like would drive me crazy. And I don't worry about that so much now. It's more about color placement for me and separating colors. So I feel like to me too, um, the same thing. I'm okay if two prints are next to each other, if they're different colors, but not if two colors colors that are are exactly the same are right next to each other. That bugs me more. Yeah. And I just can't like. So yeah, that was a great question. And the next one kind of is a little bit related because uh, she said you have discussed in the past that you both like to cut out all pieces to a quilt before starting. How do you stay organized? And does this actually help the quilt uh, grow more smoothly? So I feel like it's kind of the same thing. If you're, if you're cutting everything out in the beginning, you can lay those fabrics together, like Chelsea said, and maybe even take the picture before you've sewn the blocks yep. to make sure that you like just all of these fabrics. So for example, I would, I know I did that with this quilt. I put the two, I can't remember if it's a fat quarter or a fat eighth, but I put them together yep. in a, you know, four by four grid and took a picture. And then in the, in the camera, you can see, oh, I need to switch. Yeah. That's so. exactly what I do because when you're pairing fabrics together, you might find that, oh, well, I did a double and I placed these exact same two combinations, right? but I'd rather have more combinations of fabric colors together. So that's another great way to do it is before you make your blocks, you're able to lay things out and kind of see, you know, what you need more of and maybe, oh, I don't have enough of this. Right. So, but actually going back a little bit, uh, you made a comment one time in a podcast that really resonated with me is sometimes maybe waiting to cut your borders because that could change yeah. like, or your binding choice could change. And that really resonated with me. And I'm like, Oh, she's right. Like, right. Cause sometimes I've cut my borders, but what if I wanted to change what my border was right after I saw the quilt top put together, you know, laid out that step right before. So right. that was interesting to me and something I've actually changed, but everything else I still cut out all at once. Right. So. Yeah. And no, I feel like it really does help. I cut out, 
I told you I've been making table runners. I feel like I cut them all out on Saturday and it was so nice to yeah. have. I cut three table runners out in one day and and then I had them all ready to sew. And I, we both have those project design boards. We've talked about them before, but I feel like if I cut something out, I put all the pieces on there or on a, I have a plastic tray from Ikea that uh, a couple of those that I use and I'll just put all the pieces to one project on the tray if it's a bigger project or on the design board if it's smaller. Yep. And then I've got it all organized and I feel like it really does help me. Yeah. I love those boards. I do the same. I'll yeah. lay them out or just lay them out in a different section in my sewing room. And right. So, yeah. So, okay. Oh, we loved this next question too. The next two yeah. are like the same yeah. kind of. Yeah, they're kind of together. I put them together. Yeah. yeah. So could you review your goals at some point in the year? It would be fascinating to see how you both have got on with your goals and if anything had changed. And then the next person said, I'd like to know how your goals are going, say, once in the month. So I think I was thinking that should be a new yeah, little feature. Yeah, a new feature. feature. Yeah. Yes. You think so? I, I was going to talk to you about that. Jeez. <laughs> So. No, I I love that so much because I feel like it's really important to hold ourselves accountable. Right. And how are the steps we're how are those steps going that we're taking to achieving our goals, which we talked about on the last pop podcast. So I thought that that was a great suggestion. Yeah. And I'm excited to do that. It kind of holds me accountable for the things that I've been working on. So far, I'm holding strong, guys. I blogged. I yes, like, you did. I loved your post. Thank you. You <laughs> so, read it. Yes. Once? Yeah. I feel so honored. So let's do that with our next episode. Let's review the goals. It'll. I think it'll be the yeah. first episode in February, right, Billy? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Yeah. So first episode in February, we'll kind of like talk about yeah. how our January went. Beginning. I love that. The beginning a, episode of each month. Yes. Doing a little review yeah. of the month. This is a great yeah. idea. And then maybe a quarterly. Go into it in a little more yeah. depth. Guys, mom good? is like okay. on the ball. So, no, those were really great. I loved reading those. Yeah. Uh, and I'm excited about doing that to share yeah. more of the progress instead of coming in at the end of the year and saying, oh, well, this is basically what I got, right. you know, done this year. And right. so and it, it might be a good motivator for listeners um, to, you know, yeah. and I, I relate think, to that, you know, yeah. what you, you know, baby steps to your goals. So, right. Yeah. And if you feel like for your own personal life, if, if you feel like monthly is too much, quarterly is always good. I have Yeah, so we'll do both. Yeah. We'll so we'll both. do like the little shorter updates at the beginning of each month and yeah. then we'll do a quarterly bigger. Yeah. And I like that because especially talking last time about uh you know, making goals that really are achievable. Right. Uh it's it shouldn't be too grueling, you know. Right. So just small, simple yeah. things, you know, I blog, maybe I blogged once in January right? and I'm proud of myself. Yeah. That's, that's more than December, right? That's so. more than all last year. Okay. So, well, <laughs> so well, I had a couple, I, a I, yeah, I had a few. Yeah. Okay. Number, tw- well, it's 12 on our paper. We haven't got them all, but, uh, when you pin your pin, your pins are placed perpendicular to the fabric with the pointy end on the fabric and the head sticking out away from the fabric. Why this way and not the other direction with the pin head on the fabric and points outward? And then she also said, I use fork pins a lot. Do you also pin with the heads sticking out like you use normal pins 
And for me, the reason I pin this way, I feel like is I started out as a garment sewer, sewing clothing, and that was just how my mom showed me to pin it so that I could grab the pin head and pull it out yes, while I was while sewing. You're sewing. And yeah. that's why. Yeah. Right. It's so much easier. Yeah. So I've just always done that. And then I also don't know if it's a right-handed, left-handed thing. And we're oh, both right-handed. We're both right-handed. So I don't know. Maybe if you're left-handed, you could leave a comment and We're going to make us. Billy sew a table runner oh. so that we figure this out. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Billy is does half the things right-handed and half the things left-handed, right? Yeah, Still? I, I, I would probably do that right-handed because I just like play sports left-handed. Yeah. But I, I write right-handed. Yeah. So that was probably my grandma's doing. She probably <laughs> put that pencil in your right hand. Oh my goodness. So, uh, so yeah, I, if you're left-handed, leave a comment. Do you do it the other way? Yeah. And I would say with fork pins, I, I do, I use them the same way, uh, that I use the regular pins with the curved edge of the fork where the bigger part of the pin would be. Yeah. So Yeah. That's a good question. So if anybody has any <laughs> feedback on that, please let us send know. us feedback. But, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. The next one, this is so fun. This yeah, question. I like this one too. Didn't you love it? Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to read it? Yeah. Okay. So what would you sew for your home if you didn't have to consider the time it might take and with no regard to your business? With, and then the second part of it was with your own fabric designs or somebody else's. So this was really fun uh, for me because I I really feel so when I started really getting into quilting, it was just for enjoyment. Like I wasn't like writing, right. you know, patterns and having to sew. Mom was doing all of that right. with our fabric collections. And so it was really fun for me starting out. But I have... Uh, young kids. And so I still really feel like I would be choosing to, you know, make quilts for their beds and cute pillows. Right. Uh, my oldest daughter actually just asked me, we replaced the quilts and we did everything with the Valentine's quilts and everything. Uh, and she's like, well, Harper has this pillow and you still never finished my special Valentine's <laughs> pillow. And I thought, oh, oh my goodness, you're right. Like, yeah. and I have the top already done. I just need to finish it. Uh, oh. So I'd probably be doing that, making quilts. And, and those really bring me a lot of joy, like little cute pillows. Yeah. And so, so you've yeah. got the Valentine's decor out. Oh, now. I have it out. Wow. It's I don't. Out. I'll send oh. you a picture. Okay. It's, yeah. It's very cute. And they were excited. And actually, thank you because mom actually bound those two quilts for me. Oh, I brought yeah. them over. If you have any more, bring them oh, over. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Bring them <laughs> I'll over. sew them on. And okay. then uh, the first machine part. Okay. Deal. Mom, you're the best. Deal. You're the best. So, so yeah, I feel like that's really what I would choose. I love to quilt. I uh -huh. love to yeah, do things for my kids mainly. So yeah, so the three the table runners that I cut out the other day. So one was from our collection, our Balboa collection. I thought I have made so many quilts with Balboa, and I love it. And I thought I don't, I haven't made a table runner with it. So yeah. I'm super excited to uh, get this over to Gail tomorrow, and uh, have this this Balboa table runner. But then the other things that I used are from darker fabrics. I had oh. some scraps from, uh, I shared these scraps on the video 
the January challenge video from Primitive Snowman Gatherings by Primitive Gatherings. And so I cut out a project. Well, I think I'm going to have two projects with that, maybe. No, just one. Cut out a project with that. And those are all like the darker because I still feel like it's January. It's still kind of winter. <laughs> it's bleak out. So, yeah. Uh, but then I did another table runner. I had some scraps with the Bonnie and Camille at home collection in the oh, blues that, yes. and the grays and the greens. So I did a table runner with that. And I'm super excited about that because I actually found a leftover uh, fabric by Vanessa Gertzen. I can't remember Which what. one? So it was, was it Gooseberry? No, it was the blues and the greens. Oh, what was that collection oh, Harvest called? Harvest Road. Harvest Road. Is a beautiful collection. Yes. So I yeah. found a piece that I had left over from a Harvest Road quilt that I made for my Labor of Love quilting book. I found a piece of that that worked beautifully as the border with oh, the awesome. Bonnie and Camille at home blues. Yes, they yeah they yeah. coincide really really so, well with one another. Yeah, I'm super excited about that. And then I also have leftovers that I'm cutting out for another table runner with the. This is also primitive gatherings, farmhouse gatherings, and those are all blacks and grays. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh so, my goodness. Yeah. She has a flannel, um, flannels that accompany that line. Am yes, I not mistaken? There was a flannel group and a co- yes, quilting cotton. That was and the I'm, last quilt market we were at. Right. Yeah. That and is it, so it weird. Yeah. That's why I remember it. Yeah. Well, and I have an, a quilt with that fabric line in uh, Labor of Love. And yeah. so I am just... Uh, Using up some of those scraps and making You're enjoying really, your time yeah. right now, Mom. Yeah. Well, and I feel like I need to uh, expound on that and say I have been on a Lello Boutique kick as well lately. <laughs> I mean, I feel like lately, I mean, I made last year the Forest Drive quilt out of right. uh, Folktale. Folk and then I just bought a new bundle for you because that's the next fabric line that's I want to use for another project just for me. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. So, so yeah, so right now, it, now this is a great time for this question because I don't have any deadlines sewing right now. Yeah. And that's what I've been doing. It's just making some little table runners for the house and yeah, and I'm doing a lap quilt too, but yeah. So, okay. Okay. So, so should we do one more question? One more question. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is, this is another go. Thank you so much, everyone. These yeah. questions are great. <laughs> no, they really are so yeah. great. Okay. Do you want me to read it? Yeah. Okay. How do you manage your housework with your sewing time? Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) He always surprises us with those, you guys. It's like perfect timing. No. Did you know I had that sound bite? I didn't. No, I didn't. (laughs) I didn't know you had that sound one. I mean, mainly we've, I mean, we've only used a couple. Yeah. Right? Yeah. (laughs) I use them more. (laughs) Okay. So, I mean, do we manage our housework with sewing well, time? Okay, let me just start. You start. I'm going to just do a small preface. When you go okay. to Chelsea's house, <laughs> everything is spotless. So, and all of her clowners are clean. And she has a certain place where she wants you to set your purse. <laughs> and, and her house is, this is so always true. very clean. <laughs> so... Uh, I know she's getting her housework done. Okay. (laughs) So tell us how you do it. (laughs) I, people ask me this and literally mom will know this. 
my, almost my whole life, I have been a cleaner. Yeah. I have been an organizer. Like, I can't even tell you the joy it would bring me to be like, I would tell mom when I was even like seven or eight years old and say, okay, you're not allowed to come into my room for right. like three <laughs> hours. Cause I'm like reorganizing the whole thing. And I would, I would yeah. spend all day, several times a year <laughs> cleaning out my room or cleaning out a pantry. And the greatest joy for me was surprising my mom. Yeah. And she would come in. You were amazing. Cause you would be like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like, this is so great, yeah. but I just love it. And it's almost like, I don't know. I really like to prioritize cleaning because if I don't, then it doesn't make me excited to work or right. to, you know, even do something for me that's not even quilting working related. Right. Uh, like dad always says, he's like, I got to clear my table. Yep. And <laughs> that's how I am. After every project, I clean my whole sewing room. I don't know. I just, yeah. I just love it. I love to, but the purse yeah. thing was so funny, you guys, because one time she left her purse on my kitchen counter and like, I was like cooking and I'm like, mom, you have to move <laughs> your purse. It's kind of out of control, but I feel like the time blocking thing is really important. I will, um, clean in the mornings and mm -hmm. then, but I'm not going to touch anything until later that night again. Like, right. Because my kids are doing their thing and I'm not going to clean up after them all day, but I really do. Like I have like twice a day that I'll do a pickup and mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I'm kind of out of control on the cleaning <laughs> thing though. I feel like I'm not a great example because oh. I'm obsessed with it. But. Well, true story. She used to clean my pantry too. <laughs> I, I, we might've mentioned this before. It was usually when she wanted something, I'd come home. <laughs> That's true also. <laughs> having been gone for a few hours and the pantry was just clean and uh and then of course you know a couple hours later here's the question can I go do this or can I go do yeah. that but I noticed when Chelsea left home my pantry wasn't getting cleaned anymore and I think it had been a few years and I finally did one of those major pantry cleanouts where you, you take did. everything out put it in the kitchen I remember this wipe the shelves down put new shelf went and I was just amazed at I just was like, I, she missed me, I you guys. Her. Yeah. So I think I'd normally do it for, remember those, now that's what I call music CDs. Oh, that's guys, right. You would she, ask for it. That's true. She bought me those, like way yeah. too many of them. And yeah. that was like, I loved them. Sorry. Yeah. That was off. No, that's that was a tangent. Yeah. No, but uh, yeah. So that's actually one of my goals this year is to kind of, you know, manage my housework better and get those, you yeah. know, we talked about this a little bit last time, getting those systems in. And so I'm a system. Yes. It's a system. <laughs> yes. So I am currently working on that. And I think I will update you how, how it goes throughout January Yeah, and see if I'm doing better. I, I, I don't like clutter either. And I feel like I'll let it sit for a little while longer before it starts bug bugging me. And yeah. then, then I get on a cleaning tangent and I clear everything off and clean everything. Well, I feel like this has kind of inspired, this question has kind of inspired me to maybe blog a little bit more about that or yeah. talk a little bit more about that. But yeah. yeah, maybe more of that to come this year. Yeah. Tips and tricks I have. Yeah. I really do like uh, Clean Mama on Instagram yes, you and, showed me and the her book blog. that you just got. Yeah. And she just has a thing where... 
you know, Mondays you do your bathrooms yeah. and Tuesdays you dust and I think Wednesdays you clean the floors and, or no, Wednesdays you uh, sweep and vacuum and then Thursdays you mop and then Friday is like her catch-all day and she doesn't really do anything on the Sunday. Saturday, I can't remember what she does. Saturday is your craft, but, your scraps but thing that Saturday, you're, the I system do you're my starting. Saturday system. Yeah. See, I'm even remembering your, yeah, so, your goals that yeah. you talked about. So yeah, we, I, we, when we have our goal update, I'll update you on how my new cleaning system is going. Yeah. <laughs> so this one, I feel like this one really got away from us. Like there was so many fun things to talk about yeah. and it's really long. So hopefully that's okay. Yeah. Actually, we got a few comments on some people that liked the longer format. So yeah, hopefully we it's did okay. actually We've had two in a row. So, yeah. so Billy's going to start. There's two questions that were for him. And then there was a third one that I thought he could probably answer more clearly than, than either one of us, just based on a lot of questions that I'm getting that are the same about oh, okay. where to find the show notes and stuff. So we'll just turn it over to Billy. So turn it over to Billy. Do, do you want me to read the question <laughs> or you want to read it or I have to say something really quick. Okay. Somebody said the sweetest comment. They were like, Billy has a video podcast voice. Yeah. And I'm like, he I saw does. that. He totally does. Like, <laughs> yeah. So anyways. Yeah. <laughs> just must just be a good mic- microphone. <laughs> have yeah, it, they Billy. said you had a radio, a radio, somebody else. Yeah. A radio, a radio voice. voice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Technology is amazing. So. <laughs> No, uh, so the first one that you gave me here, um, somebody asked, I guess, what fascinates you about filming, uh, the tech or the process of filming? And for me, it would be more the tech. I, I Again, I don't really feel like I'm, I'm, I'm not professionally trained or anything like that, but I do enjoy getting the film and then editing, editing my mom's videos um, and cutting it and doing all that and... Uh, I, I enjoy that part more. And like I said, I, I do have, we do have some people, some people that I want to like consult to help better, you know, set up our filming process and everything. But um, I enjoy it. It's, I, you know, I guess the editing parts like me piecing together a quilt with a video, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know. Sure. So, I don't know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no. My mind is blown. Um, you the, just related it to quilting. Yeah, I I, I try. Uh, the the next question, and there was like a couple people that basically, I, when I mentioned for those people that just listened to the podcast on our last one, uh, some people just watch on YouTube, but they were like, oh, that's a good idea to like be able to listen to you guys' podcasts or maybe other ones while you're doing something else, you know, washing dishes, walking the dog, like I mentioned in the last episode. So they were just curious about like how to find it. And somebody wrote in that they bought a device, but they couldn't really figure it out. The main, the best way to listen to a podcast is if you, is on your phone. So if you have any smartphone, if um, Apple, if you have an Apple iPhone, the Apple podcast app is automatically on there. If you have an Android or a Google phone, you can always listen on Spotify, which is a pretty popular app, or Google Podcasts. If you have a Google phone, there's a popular podcast app called Podcast Addict that a lot of Android user um, people use because it's um, it's made specifically for Android phones. But yeah, that's that's the best way to do it if 
you don't have a smartphone or if you, if you did buy a device that's like an MP3 player, it does get a little more complicated, but I, I guess I could reach out and try to find those people and help them. But yeah, it's it's mostly just phones and then you have to find an app to play a podcast on. So you can also go on online and just click on a link to listen to the podcast that we put on uh, my mom's blog. But um, the easiest way is to get an app and then you can sort of organize it. So hopefully that helped a little bit. Yeah, um, that's good. Yeah, I can. Yeah, if, if you, you can leave another comment in this video if that still didn't help and I'll reach out to you. To, to help you out. Cause I, I may, as you could probably tell last time, I'm sort of a podcast advocate. So I like it when people are like, how do I get a hold of these things and listen to them? So I'd be more than happy to help. So, yeah. And then the last thing my mom wanted me to go over with this question is, um, some people are asking about how to get to the links and the show notes page. So while I'm talking right now, I'm going to pop up a picture if you're watching on YouTube of exactly where, you can go on these videos to open up my mom's blog post on the show notes. So it'll be under the video. And again, I'll have a screenshot of it here where you click. And then the first thing, there's always like a little description. So the last episode, it says, in this episode, Sharon and Chelsea discuss goals and share their quilting business and personal goals for 2021. Right under that, there's a... Um, a link it says the show notes blog post and there's a link to my mom's blog where you can click and you can see all these the pictures that were on the podcast and everything like that so um and then the last thing on the actual podcast app if you are listening again if you click on the description i always put that link to my mom's blog post as well and it, it just goes there. It has links to all the the items they've discussed um the patterns they've shown everything like that. So that's sort of where you can find all that stuff. But again, if you're watching, you'll be seeing this on the screen right now. So hopefully that will help. And and you put the links right on YouTube to YouTube too, where it says show more too, right? Yeah, actually. Yeah. So that's a good point. So like yeah. a lot of all uh, the patterns and items as well, below that, that blog link, there's those patterns as well. Okay. Yeah, thank you so much. I figured Billy could explain it more concisely oh, yeah. than so <laughs> better yeah. than we could. <laughs> yeah. So the next episode, Billy, tell us when it airs. It'll be February first. February first. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yay. So okay. Thanks so much for all of your feedback, comments, questions, everything. Yeah. We're, we're just loving it. We're excited for a new year and just right. grateful for everyone who has stuck with us and you know, you're all so awesome for all the feedback you give. So, right. Yeah. So that February 1st podcast will be our 20th episode. What? Yeah. Celebration. Yeah. So I'll bring cake. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. <laughs> She's like, yes. Cakes. Yes. Okay. All so right. thanks so much for stopping by. 